I can hear you now. Are you with uh, Sprint yeah. or so with? Is, I'm on. I'm on Verizon. No, no, I'm only kidding. You know, I'm on AT&T actually. You know, can you hear me now? I think for sure it's going to be poor quality. Can you just just say some words? Um, some words. You sound great. Okay. I, uh, you sound great. I, I I hear you perfectly. Okay. Um, so now it's recording, and basically um, what I intend to do now is maybe introduce acutely uh, an Archiver Transactions show. Great. That's fine. And uh, then um, I think the remember thing, my name. My name I think is the things I'm interested in talking about um, are largely focused on um, counterparty, but I think we could talk about Bitcoin price and all the things we've been talking about. Um, and we'll talk about it for, you know, a while, and then we'll see. Good. I'm perfect. It sounds good. We'll do our normal thing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Um, well, welcome. Welcome back to Unconfirmed Transactions episode negative eight plus the square root of three. Um, I believe that's the episode number for this Unconfirmed <laughs> Transactions. We're in a, a void. I think I'm here with Dante spinning out in a a void deep in space. I think we've gone through at least three wormholes. We might be in eight yes. buttholes at this point. <laughs> the hyperdimensional cube at the end of the rainbow is, is here, and we are licking it, and it's, it tastes like acid. Wow, that's crazy, dude. I can't believe you did that, like, so ad lib. I mean, I, <laughs> I, and I, I can attest to the fact that that's totally ad lib. Is, is this live, Dante? It's either live or it's Memorex. I just can't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. it's so what, really what I like hey. about this phone call so far yeah. is it, the quality is just as shitty as um, my last phone call with uh, well the content yes but the medium uh, I had a call with Fluffy Pony a little while ago and it was it was probably just as bad um, and I think at that time maybe Monero was more like two dollars. <laughs> oh, what was two dollars at the time? Monero at that time. I, you know, I just want to fucking. What was I'm, so funny? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't make you use language. <laughs> I didn't realize this is a, well, against FCC rules. This is a, this. This actually is being broadcast on CNN. It's a simulcast, so um, you're going to have to pay at least 15 million square coins. Um, well, I'm I, I'm intentionally uh, kind of seeding the conversation with an adequate number of swear words. So that so, so that entities like CNN would yeah. have to put in an you know a, extraordinary uh, amount that, of editing resources in order that, to get rid of them. Yeah, I mean that's just in the the protocol of SwearCoin. It's like the issuance rate. Like you're just following oh. protocol. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, I, I normally don't curse or at all ever, except you know. Fuck that. <laughs> it cracks me up. Like, this is, I'm posting something on site. I haven't been in so long. I've been posting, like, uh, DJ jams because, like, I like to think that I have good taste in music and, like, I'd like you to listen to it. I love DJ jams. Um, or, or but you're, you know, some of, just looking back, there's, like, there's so many funny um, audio clips now, like, in retrospect of, like, just one year, which feels like a decade. People say, like, 
Bitcoin goes fast, but like it feels like a decade in the past year. Like that's how um, exponential the growth is, you know? No, nah, it's pretty nuts. Um, you're talking about like price growth well, well, or there's, just things that change there's, in if, the if, industry? If, if someone's listening on this and they're on SoundCloud, I have, um, if they just scroll down on my past shows, um, right. I have a show, um, and it's September of 2016, and it's called Mainstreaminess, and it's a atom bomb photo, and it's about how, like, Bitcoin's gone mainstream. <laughs> oh, really? This is a... Uh, and it's, a, like, a, a year ago. <laughs> But no one cared about Bitcoin. Nobody, yeah, nobody cares about it today, except they only care about what the price is. You know, listen to this. I, I, I got a phone call from, uh, you know, a good friend of mine I've known for probably, I don't know, 25 years. And so there's not much that I do that he's not, you know, familiar with. And I, I've been talking about Bitcoin since forever. And, uh, you know, he found it interesting, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, finally, I, I got a call from him, I don't know, like a month ago or so. And he's like, yeah, I'm about to go on vacation to Europe. And we've decided that we're going to buy one. These are like total normies, right? We're going to buy one Bitcoin. I'm like, dude, uh, you know, you waited until it's like $8,100. And now you're going to decide to buy a Bitcoin after all these years that you've been hearing me? Yep, yep, we're going to buy it. We're going to buy one Bitcoin. I said, okay, well, you know, that's cool. You know, that will. Well, how do I do it? I said, it's real simple. And I gave him a couple of instructions. And uh, I figured he went ahead and did it. So uh, I'm seeing some pictures on Facebook where they're in Europe and where all these different, you know, countries and cities. And I figured, you know, let me give him a call and find out what's going on. So I called him up, and I'm like, oh, man, I really – I felt bad that he was going to buy at 8000 I said, dude, I really hope you follow through and bought that at 8000 because it's like $12,000 now. And he said, nah, I, I didn't – you know, I had to leave the next day. We went to Europe. But when I come back, I'm going to buy it. I said, well, you know, it's going to be a lot higher when you come back probably. He said, I don't care. I don't care. I said, well, I mean, what if it's like $15,000, Fifteen? I don't care. It, it, in the grand scheme of things, it's really not going to matter. It's not going to affect my retirement. I'm going to just buy it. Like, he was all in. He doesn't care if it was 8000 10000 and, uh, you know, uh, 17000 It doesn't matter. He's just doing it. He made a decision. That is crazy to me. You know, because yeah. when he gets the, back from Europe, he, they're gonna they're gonna just buy it and whatever the price. The, it, it's it's so funny at this point. Like, um, like for example, this this week has been crazy. Like since it's really Thanksgiving was when for me like it started like peaking. Like I'm at Thanksgiving with like cousins, and all of a sudden like every single one of them wants to know about Bitcoin. And like, not only that, and it, 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 it's getting up to like maybe like six, seven, eight, or nine people at this point, and they're coming to me and they're like, "Hey Dan, what do you think about Litecoin? What do you think about yeah. Apple? What do you think about like <laughs> Ethereum? Like, 
um, one one girl, she was like, she was telling me, she's like, oh yeah, there's there's Euro coin, right? And I was like, you're thinking of Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're asking me, they're like, all and and it's all this week, and they're like, should I buy it? And the thing I tell them, I've almost gotten it down to like a wrap at this point because it's so common, and it's like, look, like um, I'm an idiot, you know, like. I bought Ethereum at fifty cents and then sold it at fifty one cents. I bought like oh. for a dollar and I sold it for a dollar and one cent. You know, like I bought and sold all these things like at low. And like nothing's changed in my opinion about them in terms of like their outcome. But like the the wishing well like capacity for these things has grown exponentially. So I get it and I'm telling them like look, like <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm obviously an idiot. <laughs> you right, know, like, you sold I sold the thing. Yeah, I sold the thing for a dollar. I'm obviously an idiot. Don't come to me like now. Like, you know, it, it's and so what I tell them is basically at this point I'm like, look, I think it's worth owning Bitcoin. I think everyone comes and says I miss Bitcoin. The price is too high. I think everyone's always said that every time in history's history. It's like I missed it. The price is so high. And like they're looking for these other things, um, but like I think it's worth owning some Bitcoin, and kind of just learning about Bitcoin, like learning what it means to like control a private key, because that's a skill that like a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, like if even if it goes to zero, is still like worth more than a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? No kidding. Um, well, by the way, full disclosure, uh, as we speak, you know it's like way after midnight, it's like. 1230 in the morning. Don't just go there. It's 7 a.m. We've got three espressos. We're bright and bushy-tailed. Don't don't disclose that shit. No, of course not. I mean, I I was just making that up, you know. But but in the meantime, uh, sometime within the last several hours, I was in my dentist's office so he could tear out fragments of one of my molars that was cracked, right? So... Mm-hmm. And while that's going while that's going on, he is um saying to me that he has decided that he is going to buy Bitcoin, Litecoin, and and he went, this, uh, this. I was like, what, what are you saying? Um it's uh I said you mean Ethereum? <laughs> you know <laughs> But yeah, that I'm buying that. Okay, well, I'm glad you you've researched it well, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, but what's really funny is they're not asking me for advice anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just declaring. There's like, yeah, hey, no, they this, this is what they, I'm doing. What I've experienced is largely like, and this is what I tell them. I'm like, I'm like, look, this is what this is my approach to these people. It's like, look, I've literally had this conversation at this point like two dozen times, and it goes the same way every time. You ask me. What about this? And I tell you, like, what do you know about it? And you say nothing. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but the price. And it's like, well, what do you know about anything? <laughs> and you agree that you don't know nothing. And then I just like, you know, it's like, look, it's a crypto casino, and you're here. And like, if you're willing to lose money, like, bienvenidos. Yeah, but dude, the proof that you are an idiot is the fact that when this stuff was like in the hundreds of dollars like not too long ago i hate saying like excuse me but somebody 
erase that. Oh sure, but I think I think it's worth. I mean, I and, and I've gotten like squared with it, but like I've definitely um, missed out on hundreds of thousands of dollars of like crypto opportunity, you know, in U.S. dollar amounts, for sure. You know, I, I, all right. So I have to tell you this. I, I I'm not a fan. A big. I'm not a fan at all of uh, Bruce Bruce Fenton Fenton, mm-hmm. but. He put out a little. Um, I didn't telescope. watch it. But I did. He I know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah. I, di- I didn't see it. I saw the thumbnail, and he looked like a maniac. Like he's wearing like he's got a beard. He's not wearing suits anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> is, is, is he even a member of the Illuminati anymore? I don't know. I don't know. He he has like a very patchy wizard beard. Um, it would be a wizard beard, but like I don't think he really has all of the hair like follicles that he needs for, for that. But anyway, I, I, I but I do have to say that he made a little bit of sense on this particular topic. And what he was saying was that you know people make the assumption that the, those early people that were involved in Bitcoin. Like, boy, they really scored. You know, they've done extremely well, blah, blah, blah. And he was explaining, so let's say you were really early. He didn't say really early, but he was saying, let's say you have decided that you're going to put $100,000, just pick that round number, and you're going to put it into uh, Bitcoin, and it was around $1,000 for the first time. And it continued to go up. Now it's, you know... 1200 and you're now worth in a short period of time uh, your investment is worth $120,000 and then whoop, before you know it it kind of like drop 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 you didn't get out and now your entire investment is only worth uh, $25,000 and um, I guess what he's saying is whenever that finally started to climb back, did, when did you get out? Did you get out and just kind of uh, cut your losses and say, wow, it's up to 800 again, or it's up to 1,000 again, let me just get out, you know, even. Or maybe it, it went up to $1,500 and you're saying, okay, I'm going to cut my losses. I didn't like how that felt for a couple of years, you know? And they didn't necessarily score because – you don't know how they reacted to this. You know, you don't know. Uh, it doesn't really mean anything. They may not have, have stayed in, and they may not have uh, climbed it all the way back up to where it is now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, for me for me personally, um, my approach was, and people are so skittish about um, their finances in regards to Bitcoin, and I, I get that uh, myself, not as much. Um, but, like, I saw the price run up to like 1200 and for me and and I don't even know if we, we still have to talk about this Dante but uh, I think I haven't been broadcasting for so long um, but that's why I bring it up just for context um, right so allow me to digress I guess but um, you can digress the, as much as you want when the price was near it's only like you and I talking here 1200 or so um, what happened was um, China, the Chinese government prevented the exchanges from doing like leverage trading. Right. Um, and I remember watching it and going like, 
the volumes went to near zero, like versus what they were at relatively. Um, and so my mind was like, fake volume, fake price. Mm. Very much like a Willy Bot moment. Yeah, yeah. And so at that point, like, what I did is I sold um, with the money that I put into Bitcoin. I took it out and I kept um, basically only the house money still in the Right. Home. Right. Which is um, fine. It's smart. Well, I mean, you got to look back on it with, I mean, I think I agree with some people that, like, to make the most out of bubbles, you have to basically uh, withstand it beyond, like, sort of what you're comfortable with, basically. Right. You have to take, like, large risks is all I'm saying. Well. And so I, I de-risked it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like 75%. That allowed me to take out like my principal. It allowed me to pay taxes and allowed me to pay for things I wanted to pay for. And I mean, all of happened, that sounds very rational to me. And what happened when the price went up, and all of a sudden the same amount of dollars I had before, which I thought was risky, was now like not as risky. Because <laughs> like I don't have any like I, I, all the money I put at risk, I've like de-risked. You see what I'm saying? Right. So exactly. I think a lot of people it's, it's um, all benefit money. from this. And no. I bring it up because I don't see it for, as people no, – people aren't really, like, aren't proponents of this. They're more proponents of, like, hodling. But I would be a proponent of more, like, um, taking out some profit so that you can, like, withstand the long term and, like, the ups and downs don't make you feel like um, – it's. you know what I mean? Like, take profit so that you can be secure – enough to wait out the long term. Well, at, the, at that point, you're only playing with the house money. Exactly, yeah. It's all free money. I mean, look, I, I, I had a, um, a But this is a weird position. It is a weird position because Paul Sports brought this up in a recent interview. I forget exactly where, but he was saying, like, this is a weird situation where, like, people can, <laughs> like, take it all the money they put in and just be like, oh, like, <laughs> everything's gravy. <laughs> like, that's a crazy uh, proposition. You know, the other thing is this. If you got in at a certain number, you, you, you really can look at it and say, you know, I'm, I'm in for the ride. And even if you lost your principal, if it was small enough, proportionate to what it is now, you might just say, you know, the hell with it. I, I'm, I'm just not going to bother. I mean, you're having a lot of fun <laughs> just watching what's, what's going on. And it, it, really it's, just, it's, just, it's just interesting because for me, like, the price could literally go to zero and, like, I wouldn't be fucked. Right. Like, no, 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 exactly. That It makes you a much stronger holder. Right. I think. Well, don't, by the way, um, oh, let me just mention this real quick before I ask you the next question. I was going to get into the airdrop, but before I get into that, let me just tell you this. <clears throat> so I had this friend who was, uh, you and I like domain names, right? Yeah. And uh, so there's a whole. I own, I, own, I own 200 domain names, which is unusual for most people, but it's for, in the domain world is small. So small. But um, so small. You're, you're like, you're a minnow. 
But depends. You could be a minnow in terms of quantity, but the quality could be there, which could make you, uh, you know, closer to a whale compared to some of these people that have a whole ton of domain names and they're, they're all crappy, right? But mm-hmm. uh, what, what, what happened was there's this guy who I've been friends with from the domain world for, you know, a number of years. And he's also, uh, you know, a programmer. And what, what occurred was he, um, he did a whole lot of work and he deferred his payment for quite a long time. So I think he was owed, you know, quite a bit of money. And the the person who owed him the money pretty much did a disappearing act. Just off the radar, gone. Get that money to buy. You're not ever going to get paid. So that was one of his deals. So many, many, many months later, the guy resurfaced momentarily. I think he might have felt a little bit responsible for not having really compensated the guy. So what he, what what happened was he said, look, do me a favor. Do you have a Bitcoin address? Get me a Bitcoin address. And he sends the guy, uh, this is back when Bitcoin was about 600 bucks. So he sends him about approximately $30,000 in Bitcoin. So this, this friend gets a hold of me and he's like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, he didn't even know quite frankly, how to get a Bitcoin address at the time. He said, well, what should I do with this $30,000 worth of Bitcoin? Should I, should I sell it all? Should I sell half of it and, 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 you know, hold on to half of it? And I explained to him, I said, dude, you're asking me a question that it puts me in a no-win situation. If I tell you to hold any amount of it and the stuff goes to $200 tomorrow, you're going to be pissed off at me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the worst position. I, I understand. It's the worst. Like, right. I, I I talked my brother into buying a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin when it was like four hundred bucks. Right. And then we were at the bar, and like I opened up Coinbase, and I was like, "Yo, it's like seven hundred bucks," and he like sold instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never should have told him. What am I? Well, I shouldn't have told him, but like, what, you know, I'm not gonna tell him no at that point. I mean, I told him the price. <laughs> right, right. I didn't tell him buy or sell, but like his instinct was sell. Right. And we right. and we talk about that since now, and he's like, I would have never made it this far. There's no way in hell I would have held this far. <laughs> well, I was talking to. Um... But but it, 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 it I think it's a good point though because Bitcoin is so hard to hold it's so hard to hold that people aren't even willing to buy it right now they'd rather hold on to litecoin <laughs> oh that's a whole nother weird thing but you know i was telling i was telling uh josh and sean recently uh some story about like you know like i do actually know a couple of people here and there that are like normies mm-hmm. and I, I was in a situation i was talking to a normie and a friend of this normie, you know, who I kind of quasi know a little bit for a short period. So the topic of Bitcoin came up and the friend of my friend said to me, oh, you love Bitcoin? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I heard that, that that went away. That's like not a thing anymore. I'm like, <laughs> really? 
I'm like, okay, it's like, it's like 12,000 bucks or something, you know? And he said, what? You know, he couldn't believe it. And he didn't know anything about it at all. So a few days later, I run into them again. And he said, yeah, I read an article about this. And uh, I don't know what he said. He said, he said, yeah, I heard it's uh, I heard Bitcoin is a scam. I read in the article, it's a scam. Like, well, did you read the rest of the article? Like, did it say that there are a lot of scams in Bitcoin? In other words, the guy never read past the headline, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the other guy who is <laughs> the, the friend that I know, yeah. he, uh, he says, wait a minute. He opens his phone. He, he opens up a wallet. And he said, oh, my God. He said, and he hasn't looked at this thing in, in some time. He said, that's, here's this wallet, and here's where you sent me $5 in Bitcoin, just out of the blue. I sent him 5 bucks, And he said, I wanted to know how to do a transaction, and I sent you back $4 in return. He said, so I kept dollars, and it was worth now like $42. So, so the my, other guy, my who, my brother who I love, he, he he did the same thing. He he told me his Coinbase account. He got an email that was like, "Oh, by the way, your account's open again. You actually have money here, which used to be changed." <laughs> and they closed his account for having too small a balance, and they reopened it for having a balance. <laughs> That's so funny. That is so funny. Unreal. It's unreal. I mean, it's 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 the strangest time we're living through. I feel like um, in my life is right now for sure. Dude, I have a bunch of Litecoin. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know where it is. I, I, I know I have. No, You're I a just don't remember. No, I, I don't remember. I was like, I had it. I, 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 I don't know how I got it or where I was. I don't remember. I don't know what, what took place. And like, I've been thinking about it lately. I'm saying, I don't know. I, I feel like the guy who lost his hard drive in the landfill or something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even know how much it was that I had. I don't know if it's yeah, uh, four, I mean, ten, twenty. I, I don't even know because I wrote it off. It was worthless at the time. <laughs> so I have to now try to figure out where. Fucked up, Donkey. Fuck. No, right. I might have it. I, I might have it. I just don't know how I would have it. I, I don't know if I downloaded the chain or I, I don't even know. It's, it wasn't worth bothering. But, you know, now it's how much, uh, how much is each one? Like uh, I think it's or? like 300 bucks or whatever. Yeah. I had all these normal <laughs> people in my life asking me about it when I was a hundred. And I was, I was like, guys, like, I don't know. Like, you know, obviously like shit's crazy right now. Like I can't tell you what to do. I was like, just don't, I was like, it's a casino. Don't put in more money than you can like watch. Go to jail. <sighs> You know, um, and I also told him I was like, look, like, because these people know me, like, Bitcoiners, like, they're not quiet people. Like, they fucking tell people, they fucking evangelize the shit out of Bitcoin, and and it's like, wait, you didn't buy when I told you like the price, whatever, and now you want to buy, and it's like, um, what? <laughs> you know, the idea oh. is to buy low and sell high. Jeez. The, the guy that I told you about. Hold hold uh, on. Yeah. I just looked this up, and I think I, I want to just knock it out. But like, um, yeah, yeah. Bitcoin Core has two hundred and thirty-four pull requests, and Litecoin has four pull requests currently. I think it's yeah. um, 
I, I mean, I, very, I believe very strongly as a Bitcoin maximalist, whatever that is, um, that Bitcoin's won. I think what we're seeing is what it looks like when a um, protocol starts at the edges and goes towards the center. Um, you know, Bitcoin, uh, the internet was like at the edges at first and then was like right at the center of everyone's lives. I think we're going through the process of like moving towards the center with Bitcoin as like the dominant protocol for value. Dude, I am so there with all of this stuff with, with what, with what you're saying, because um, I went through this with the early internet. You know, I, I, I was like kind of a, a newcomer in a way. Um, and I had some friends that were like real serious computing experts. They were, they used to call them, um, I'm a systems analyst. Oh, oh, gee, what do you do? I do Fox Pro stuff with banks. Oh, wow, you're a real smart guy. You know, so, but back then, when I discovered the internet and, you know, I was kind of on the fringe and I'm telling them, wow, this is, this is happening. This is a thing, man. And he said to me, this one guy, no, 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 no. You know, CompuServe and Prodigy, they have the network effect. And the, the, this internet thing is just bullshit. It's not going to go anywhere. I'm like, dude, no, no. It's really, it's a thing. And, you know, it's so funny the way people react to some of these things. I, I just feel like I, I had felt for a long time like this whole Bitcoin thing was almost like deja vu all over again. You know, in terms of what I experienced in the early internet days, and you know, the Bruce Fenton thing kind of reminded me of it when he was talking about, you know, just because somebody was really, really early, it doesn't mean that they really scored, because there's an expression that I like to use that the early pioneers are the ones who end up with all the arrows in their back. That that's what you get for being so early, you know. And, well, um, I, I I agree, and I I think um, I'm happy to perpetuate that as a, a belief <laughs> that uh, yeah. all the early adopters of Bitcoin are are broke and have paid all their taxes, <laughs> and um, you know, like I I can get on board with that 100%, Dante. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy uh, who was the programmer who didn't know what to do, you know, because I would not advise him. I tell them why I'm, I'm screwed no matter which way I advise him, so I'm not going to advise him. Uh, he ended up selling all of that Bitcoin at 600, and, uh, you know, it did what it did. And you know what he's doing now? Now he has his own Telegram group with a bunch of people, and he's, like, actively trading and, you know, it, but he, but he's only been doing this for maybe six months, seven months, you know. <laughs> and and he's an old timer. Yeah, no, I it's the I mean, people always want to claim that they're early adopters, and that's fine. I mean, I was at a meetup, and this guy was like, "Hey, like," he was asking all these questions. You know, the the question is always like, "How much did you buy and when?" At uh, these weird meetups, if you get the right kind yeah. of people around. Um, I was like, you know what, like, I bought some this time, I bought some this time, I bought some this time. And he was like, he was like, congratulations, like, you're like an innovator. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm like a better masturbator. Like, you don't fucking know. I'm an idiot. 
I'm, a, like, I'm an idiot. I'm not an innovator. But this is what's wonderful about this. Even, like, bubble, bubble aside, um, what's very exciting is that there is a group of people who are not approved who are now, like, funded. <laughs> and that is, like, we're going to find out what that means, like, you know, soon. <laughs> well, tell, right. me, tell me what you tell me what you're referring to about that. Oh well, like it's almost like having a Bitcoin is like getting your hands on like an, an SDR. Like you don't like that's not for you. Like you shouldn't own that. Like that's actually not safe for you to own. Like you don't <laughs> have like the, the rights to own that. You don't have the knowledge to own that. But like. You know, you you're not. It's like I honestly, I feel like Bitcoin ownership is like a forbidden fruit that like all these freaks and geeks got, which is wonderful. I love it, um, <laughs> and I be, I begrudge no one who owns Bitcoin. Um, let me squish the topic. Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remind me to come back to Monero, like you mentioned, Monero two dollars. Well, Doctor, I, 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 I know, I know, like you, you couldn't withstand um, keeping something on your brain that long. So let's uh, right. let's talk. Let me about tell you now. Again. Let me tell you now. You, you you realize how OCD I am, so I appreciate mm. that. Thank you very much. Uh, it's part of the, the Tourette syndrome decentralized uh, package, you know. <laughs> so, Absolutely. all right. So, so it, there's a, a guy who I knew. who was part of our like local stuff in Miami. Uh, and he's a real smart guy, and he used to talk about Monero. <laughs> and but he was cool about it. Like if we were like, dude, we really don't care that much, and that's fine. And he'd be like, okay, that's cool. He'd back off, you know. So w- one night, uh, unrelated to him, I don't know how much Monero was at the time. Might have been between two and four dollars. And there was this one guy who was sort of a rando. He did, like he showed up to a meetup and we never heard of them <laughs> and we're having a normal Bitcoin meetup but we had all of our local stuff we're into talking about it like we haven't seen each other in a week and it's like yeah yeah this is great you know I look forward to seeing you guys and this like total random shows up at this meetup and all he wants to talk about he doesn't want to be at a Bitcoin meetup he wants to talk about only Monero, 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 Monero. And, mm-hmm. and it was kind of annoying. And a few of us were kind of like, dude, we really don't want to talk about Monero. Like, we have other can stuff. I, can, I, can I pause you? Like, I, yeah. I'm not yeah. to derail, yeah. but to add yeah, yeah. context. Um, yeah. Monero um, is currently at $300. Um, for Monero. Um, I know, I know. I I recall going on a Bitcoin, um, a local Bitcoin trade. Um, like one of my one of my buddies, he was like, "Look, I'm going to go do a local Bitcoin trade. You want to come along?" And we met this guy, and he was like, "Yo, like, could you set me up with Monero? Because like, I see that that's popping off." And I started laughing like really hard. He was like, "What are you laughing about?" And I was like, "I was like, you're I an idiot." I was like, "It just, I think it's so funny you're asking about Monero, because like, I, I I couldn't even process that info." And 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 so he was like, "Well, what do you what do you mean?" And, and like the other guy that I was with was like, "Well, Monero is at like two dollars, so like it just had a pump." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was 2016, 
And, like, that's not even 18 months ago, What the, the, the time I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. It, it was, like, it was like two, it was three like, hours. Oh, well, it just pumped. It's at $2. Like, it could go down. <laughs> I know. I know. And I don't even know, like, where to place. The thing is, I don't. Dante, I don't know where to place this knowledge where it's like, and like I at one point owned a thousand Monero and I, and, and I sold them right away again. And I was like, why did I even bother like doing that? <laughs> well, I, mean, you know I, what? I, I would, at the same time, let me just, I'll, I'll, cause I want to give you the yeah. floor again. Cause I cut, I cut yeah, into yeah, your story. Yeah. But okay. what I want to leave it at is um, being wrong on like altcoins, but being right on Bitcoin is still being right on Bitcoin. Exactly. Thank you for that validation because I'm very embarrassed to tell you the rest of the story. In fact, this part of the story that I, that I, I would only tell you about because it's kind of embarrassing. It's like rather self-deprecating and I would never want to tell anyone about this. So I'm glad that we're just having a one-on-one conversation. I'm saving you and I. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's all good. Well, no, I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you, but this is just between you and I. I just wouldn't want to mention this to anybody. I'm glad okay. you clarified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're at the meetup, and this guy, who we've never seen before, he, he's not a member, he didn't sign up, he just showed up randomly at this meetup, and he won't shut up. He's talking about Monero constantly, like, and it goes on for hours, dude. <laughs> and, he, and he keeps talking, and it's like, dude, will you just shut up we, we, we we're not interested right you know so so a couple of people at the table were getting annoyed in fact josh was getting very annoyed right <laughs> so a few of us a lot of a few, a few people were getting very annoyed and I, I all i recall was was somebody saying dude you have been talking about monero for like four freaking hours okay and we, we're just not interested so the guy, he, I, I think he was trying to prove that he was right and, the, and, and the, maybe Josh was wrong. And he said, no, I can prove that's not true because I only arrived here three hours and 40 minutes ago. So you're wrong. It's not four hours. That's the kind of dude he was, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, which is like, okay. So finally, I, I, I sort of wanted to put an end to his, like, going on about it. And I probably exaggerated quite a little bit, you know, and I said, I said, I, 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 nothing's getting through this guy. He's, like, really, you know, uh, adamant. So I, I had an empty beer glass in front of me, and I said, uh, I don't know what I did. I, I, I think I took the empty beer glass, and I said, let me tell you how much I want to hear about Monero. I kind of banged the beer glass against my forehead. A few did you times. did you accidentally beat a man to death, Dante? No, no, I banged myself in the forehead with my empty mm. beer glass. It didn't mm. break, but mm. I kind of pushed the envelope like it might have broken. Well, no, no reason, he, Dante. What what was what was yeah. the, the address? The the exact time to the minute. Um, you know, what clothes were you wearing that day? Okay, am I getting no reason. too much detail? No reason. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to get too detailed, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that somehow curtailed the rest of his discussion about Monero. So I succeeded in one hand, but on, in the, on the other hand, I did not hear 
what I probably should have heard about Monero and history. <laughs> history Look, would it, have been different if I hadn't been such a I hardhead. Think, ha! Get it? Hardhead. I think I think hindsight twenty twenty. I think. Well, he. Well, I, I. I. Let me get. Let me shoot out a little point. I think that yeah. Bitcoin is full of a lot of people right now who are like masters of the universe because they feel like they're right and like um, you know, like dollar signs equal truth or something like that. Um, yeah. Or like um, a sort of like might makes right situation. Um, and it's. It's 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 kind of lame. Like I'm not so interested in that. Like I'm not interested in people who are like circle jerking over the price. I'm not interested in like the people who, you know, like, and and in a way, I want to talk about counterparty if that fits in here, where it's like counterparty is. I heard of it. Um, (laughs) Oh, did you? uh, Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Is that still around? (laughs) <laughs> Counterparty is still around. You know what? I'm actually, oh, that's I have good. Blockchain Explorer up, and I'm looking oh. at um, it's 2014. It's January of 2014, and the Bitcoin burn for Counterparty's creation has started. That yep. is yep. four years ago. Oh, don't remind January me. It's 20- another one. It, it, it's just another thing that I missed out on. You know, I mean. But it's, but it's why do you have ago, to no? keep poking me? Why do you have to keep poking me in the eye about things I missed out on? Like, like Can we uh, agree Monero, that four years ago? Counterpoint. It was early 2014, like January. Yeah. Yeah. That's about four yeah. years. Like I don't, I don't do and math. I, and I missed it. Not three. It's four, right? Uh, oh. Uh, well. 15, 16, January 14. It's about to be January 2018. That must be four. I, I think it's it's going to be four years in a couple of months. Right. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy to me because um, counterparty like is a, it, it, for me it was like my first like altcoin that I really bought into. It's not an altcoin. I take I take well, umbrage well, with I, that. It's not an altcoin. The second thing I would say, Dante, is that um, then you realize it's not an altcoin. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's never been an altcoin. Actually. Um, I mean, look, I'm not trying to be an Uber fanboy, uh, although, I mean, do I have to get full disclosure at any point in time? If you'd like, you can get full full disclosure. I usually don't care, and I usually don't bother. But I give you my full disclosure. I own 20 20 counterparty tokens, which I receive as a bounty for disabling and finding an error in their, um, at the time, $20 million network. It's now $60 $60 million network. Um, oh, the bug. Found, you found the bug. I found a bug, and I received 20 XCP as a bounty, and that's what I hold. Um, is that all you and do? Then, is that all you're good for? No, it's not all I do. I think I also own okay, I a thousand counterparty <laughs> asset names because I'm a dirty squatter, and I, I, I just, you know, I got in there early and just squatted the shit out of them. I just set my face on them, and um that's my yes. full disclosure is that I'm a, I'm a dirty squatter for a thousand counterparty asset names, and I have 20 counterparty tokens. You know what I like about you is that we went to different schools together. What do you, you know mean? I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> okay. So you were squatting, and I was squatting, and I never knew you. Like, we <laughs> had nothing to do with each other. And it was like, 
Hi, nice to meet you. Oh, you're a squatter. I'm a squatter too. Oh, nice. So that was our history, you know? So I, I did the same thing. I, I, being a domainer, I saw the opportunity and these uh, u- unique assets, which I, as far as I know, there, 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 there is no other second layer, uh, you know, uh, protocol, let's call it, you know, on top of Bitcoin. Basically, it is Bitcoin, right? I mean, it, 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 it's just a using Bitcoin in a, in a, in a different way. It's, you know, making, uh, making some changes that are unique in terms of those, those uh, Bitcoin outputs, right? Yeah, well, uh, so, I mean, me and Dante are, like, we know a lot about Counterparty, but for the listeners, we, um, this might be an esoteric conversation. So we're kind of yeah. trying to bring up the, the details. So the long story short about Counterparty is that it was made in 2014. Um, basically, right. people sent Bitcoin to an address, which is valid. However, um, no one has the private key for which is a thing you can do in Bitcoin is that you could generate an address, which is totally valid. However, um, you've only generated a valid public key and you can basically assure that no one's going to find that private key because of it cannot have a private key. Well, it does have a private key. You just can't find it the same way. But you nobody knows what it is. Any other. Yes. Thank you. Well, it's like, like um, it, 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 it's like, it's like promulgating, an address or like uh, longitude, latitude coordinates that Google, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maps could look for. The only problem mm-hmm. is it's not in this universe. It, 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 yeah. It's in a different universe and nobody even knows the name of the universe. So it's not like well, Dante, it's going to show up on Google Maps. It's almost 2018 to say people know how private keys, pri- public private key, um, you know, cryptography works at this point. Everyone knows how Diffie-Hellman works, like, come on, like, it's 2018 almost. Like, everyone gets it. Bitcoin's at almost 20 grand. Public-private cryptography is basically just, like, fourth-grade level shit. Um, yeah. So we don't have well, to explain that. This only makes sense for the people that are listening to this. Uh, in <laughs> the year, in the year uh, 2063. <laughs> I think They'll be listening to this show. So, but yeah. what's cool is like um, Counterparty um, launched, and basically, if people sent Bitcoin to this burn address, which effectively like destroyed their Bitcoin, or you could say they spent their Bitcoin, but they spent it to nobody, and they received right. like, in return Counterparty, um, and people did that to the tune of like two thousand um, Bitcoins or so, um, right. which is around thirty-seven million dollars today, I think. Today, at the time, right. it was all less, obviously. A lot less. Um, <laughs> But that's what it was, to, you know, and so it's a different model than, for example, Ethereum, where um, you contribute your money and it goes to the developers, right? It's a much different exactly. model. Very different. And, by the way, um, yeah, okay, so go ahead. That was the burn. Yeah, I'd like you to No, 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 I, I, I think I skipped ahead too far in my mind. I, I, I was thinking no, in terms I'm, I'm of... Thinking, well, I, Here's the thing we're kind of thinking. <laughs> um, but basically, what's interesting about Counterparty, again, January 2014, and I imagine half the people listening to this don't know 
like Bitcoin from anything else at that moment, you know? Um, so Bitcoin 2014, you create this asset called Counterparty. And what does Counterparty let you do? Counterparty is a very interesting thing. And so you suggested earlier that maybe Counterparty is Bitcoin. I would take a little bit of an umbrage with that. Um, and you took umbrage with me right. earlier. Um, but basically, right. um, Counterparty is a protocol that is a um, embedded consensus protocol, which basically you can broadcast a Bitcoin transaction and there's um, an allowance for arbitrary information in a Bitcoin transaction. And there's a a protocol for using that arbitrary space to um, add counterparty messages to that. Right, uh, right. knows what this, obviously, but like, Basically, I can send zero, close to zero Bitcoins to an address, but I say to the global ledger that I actually intended to send 1,000 million Dante coins also. Right. So I, I guess another way, let me see if I can put it in a, so we can, we can have competing definitions that don't compete. You know, it's like, you know, because, no, this I is think, not I talked think about a, good, a lot. Yeah, take take a shot at it because I think I yeah. think one of the one of my interests lately is like revising Counterparty as like a project that's serious and seriously interesting and early. Oh, it's very early because you know even though it, it's been it's kind of refined and it's it's kind of mature in a lot of its uh, ways that it functions and features and all that. The bottom line is, the way it's been developed over the last few years, I don't want to call it stealth, you know, but it's been like a, it's been hiding in plain sight, to to put it a different way, okay? I think it's similarly hidden in plain sight to the way Bitcoin was, where like, it takes a long time for people to grok. Counterparty takes, um, you know, some, it's it's some... um, number after that. Um, you have to understand Bitcoin before you can understand counterparty. But once you understand Bitcoin, then you can start like thinking about, oh, what else can transactions do? What else can a blockchain do? Right. And here's, I guess... And uh, not another, in the woo-woo okay. way. <laughs> no, no, but... Uh, so here's the thing. You know, I mean, a lot of people have referred to Bitcoin as programmable money, Right. And that's all good, and, and it's true. But, uh, like, to put it into uh, – to give you a, an analog ab- uh, about this is, you know, early days of the Internet, what was amazing was the whole concept of, ooh, TCPIP, sending packets and doing all this sort of – and then, you know, even things like uh, sending email, which was the most – freaking complicated system you've ever seen. Like if you ever looked at how sent, you know, this thing called send mail. I mean, it was like a freaking nightmare. But these were like very basic uses of the internet. And like I was using the internet and and there wasn't like no thought about this thing called the web. It, It didn't exist. You know, there was other things that existed, but they all lived on top of, you know, a lot of people don't even know what TCP IP is if you're like a casual internet No, user. that's, that's 
that gets back to what I was saying about earlier is that the internet started at the edges and now it's at the center and it's a stack of protocols and you don't, there's no one's like concerned about like, Ooh, tomorrow is going to be a new TCIP. You know what I mean? No one's concerned about that. Um, right. But like right now you'll have a lot of Bitcoins or not Bitcoin. You'll have basically altcoin proponents or shitcoin proponents who are like, wow, Bitcoin could really fail and we could be the dominant one. But like, I think that's just like soon to be no longer the discussion because Bitcoin's like the only one that has like NASDAQ products and CME futures <laughs> and like hardware wallets um, and, and the mining infrastructure like this idea that like Bitcoin is not exceptional, like I reject it. Like it's I reject Bitcoin it as well. Bitcoin is like exceptional, and like that's but, the so, so Dan, position to, to have. But to like, give, so. I, w- I want to give you I want to give you a different analogy. So, um, but these are all real things that happen. So when when the internet was like really happening, and then finally they came up with this second layer protocol, which is called HTTP, or a- a.k.a. the web, um, that was not around forever. And then all of a sudden, it became very obvious. Like, oh, I can do these things with it, right? So it, that became really obvious. And then there were all of the um, these hardware companies that were starting to do IPOs and they were raising money and they were doing great stuff. Like example would be Cisco and some of the, you know, networkers, the computer kind of stuff like Sun Microsystems and all these different things. But all of that stuff started to really take off. And imagine once we got a lot of traction with, you know, the, the, the internet, including uh, the web and including later on, we started getting into other stuff like much later, you know, like uh, WordPress and, and, and so on and so on. But w- what I'm trying to get at is once all of those things were happening, could you imagine if somebody came along then and said, wait, I have a better way to do this. It's called Novell. Oh, I have a better yeah. way to do this. Let's like change it out for Apple Talk, or let's or, use or I mean, all this called, other. Or it's called Blockstack, or it's called Brave. Um, well, that's or it's right. Called Ethereum. Right. Like, right. Well, guess yeah. what? The inter- Oh, I, here's the best example. I'm sorry, Dan. Here's the best example. The best example was there was a company that everybody had heard of that had been around, but they were asleep at the wheel when the internet was occurring and that company was called Microsoft. And once they finally realized that the internet was a thing, they said, Oh shit, we don't own this. We're, we're, you know, we're not, we're not running this shit. So what they did, I don't know if you remember this. uh, They came up with, they wanted to replace, they wanted to come up with an internet too, like their own internet and they wanted to call it Microsoft Network. And the, instead of HTML, 
they came up with a, a, a language they wanted, which was called Blackbird. Do you remember Blackbird? No, but I do know that to this day, Internet Explorer is like the worst browser to try to fucking like get a front end to work with. Oh, I agree, but they were just trying to usurp what was already happening. They they missed the boat, and they didn't control you know it, so they tried all these things. For me, for me, you've um, I, let me let me address what you said in two ways. So um, yeah. I because I want to get back to counterparty and like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know what like am I showing probably I have a thousand counterparty assets I have twenty counterparty tokens um, so for me I have you know five hundred dollars sunk into counterparty plus the twenty counterparty tokens that I've given on to me just because I found five hundred dollars five hundred dollars in old Bitcoin dollars yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Right. I I right. I all my games in US dollars because um I'm a human. Um But that was back in the no, that was back in the old Bitcoin price. Oh yeah, I mean I spent I spent a dollar uh, uh, not a dollar, a Bitcoin um sending gorilla around. That's like seventeen grand today that I wasted in transaction fees. <laughs> right. Right, right. I just wanna I wanna so, like, clarify. That's a hilarious thing. I mean, even when Ethereum popped up, they had this like funny little million dollar homepage. Um, and I spent like seventeen Ethereum um posting up a counterparty logo. But I do want to talk about counterparty because yes. while um I think it does take people a long time to get things, I think yeah. counterparty is mm-hmm. interesting because it was in twenty fourteen before the finance guys got here. However, oh, the yeah. finance guys are here. And Bitcoin is going to be a CMA future, a CMA future, um, just like CBOE. And like, don't act like I know what the fuck futures are. <laughs> but CME, um, Nasdaq, these are big names, and finance people are like here, and they understand the concepts that Counterparty enables on the blockchain. For example, like Counterparty has um, the concept of an asset. Uh, you can you can you can broadcast a Bitcoin transaction that says, I would like to define this unique asset, which could be, for example, in this case, like Dan and Dante's token. Right. Right. And furthermore, you can trade and people that unique. hold those tokens can unique. trade them. Whatever the name of that asset is, by the way, you say an uh-huh. asset. It's an asset mm-hmm. name, which mm-hmm. in the case of counterparty, Unlike any other second layer uh, platform that I'm aware of, I think it's the only one where the asset names are completely unique. They, they, you don't have like Dan Token uh, one two three four, and then somebody else yeah. says Dan Token six seven eight nine. You know, get you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like that with like stock tickers, like like Yahoo is like Y H O O, for example. Right, um, right. And so I think Counterparty is interesting because it's existed since 2014. It has a history. Counterparty has not been hacked like Ethereum multi-sig wallets have been hacked. It turns out that all the things that Ethereum smart, smart contracts were promised to do are only good for creating tokens. And you know what? Counterparty has been able to do that since 2014. And it's done it without right. like major theft of multi-sig wallets because it uses like right. Bitcoin um, as its 
<laughs> embedded mechanism. <laughs> it's got so many things going for it. Um, asset owners can issue derivatives. Asset token holders can trade on a decentralized DEX without counterparty risk or exchange risk. Um, right. Right. What am I missing? Um, there's bets. There's um, all I'm saying they can is do betting. I think the counterparty is a thing that I mean, anyone that's listened to Bitcoin Uncensored, Unconfirmed Transactions, or knows who I am, you are, uh, Josh is, you know, Chris is, et cetera, um, knows that, like, we've been interested in this for a while, right? Yeah. And my feeling is, like, um, these finance guys are showing up, and counterparty is this overlooked, like, financial innovation. Because they're new. These, these people are new. The only thing that has them here at the moment is that they see the Bitcoin price pumping, and they also see a lot of the uh, peripheral stuff happening, you know, which is the ICOs. And, and, you know, they see all the pump stuff. They see all the pants and pants, right? Yeah. Um, well, counterparty they have an ICO, for sure. Of course. I mean, there's probably nothing better for an ICO uh, so long. For example, you could, you could register an asset name, you could issue X amount of tokens, and you could simply right. list them on the DEX for a price. <laughs> you could have multiple like sell orders, like we're going to sell 100,000 of our token for this price. We're going to sell 100,000 of our token for this price. You could have the same well, you know, incentives that they, they see happen um, through such a mechanism. Well, you you are uniquely qualified to really seriously to explain the DEX to, and I think that would be because we say DEX, we're used to it. It's the decentralized exchange, but yeah. explain the DEX and and how it works, and you know do that because a lot of people have no clue what it is. They've never heard of it. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was going to be simple. Um, I yeah, I know. I heard that. I, I, heard, I heard that on my end like a half hour ago. So you tell, 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 just tell us she's not alone. But it's all, it's all um, good. It's for the greater good. Look, real life's real. Um, but let me give you the, the short talk on counterparty decentralized exchange, which is um, it's interesting because um, the way it works is it's a protocol and there are different message types and one of the message types is orders. So you can make an order to sell, you can make an order to buy and you can broadcast that on the Bitcoin network. And there are federated nodes that run the counterparty protocol software like similar to, similar to how there's a Bitcoin core sort of like a counterparty core. If you run that software, it will read the blockchain and it will read up the messages and it'll be like, um, okay, like this person sent it here, this person sent it here, this person sent it here. And it's possible that, that some of those messages are invalid. So the software reads it and computes it and generates values. Um, so I can broadcast in order to sell and someone can broadcast in order to buy and these nodes will see that, and they will match those things, and they will update their database 
And as long as everyone's running that software, we can agree on um, who has what. Is that a good so, so it sounds like it is, and I think what's important to point out is that there is no third party that owns this. This is not like, you know, uh, Poloniex. It's not like, you know, Bittrex. It's not like any of these no, it, it, exchanges. It relies on... It, it relies on Bitcoin as the quote-unquote third party. And as we know, that Bitcoin is a trustless, permissionless system that allows you to have basically no counterparty. Um, so I can send Dante a Bitcoin transaction that also says give Dante 10,000 Dan coins. Um, I can also right. make a Bitcoin transaction not to Dante. That just says I'd be willing to give anybody Ten thousand Dan coins for like whoever wants to come coins. along and match and match yeah. that order, and then and that, when that order matches, happens, but, it just um, happens. That's been happening on counterparty for some time. Um, I can pull up the for stats. years. Well, well, since twenty fourteen, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Since counterparty's been launched, there have been two hundred thousand counterparty decks orders. And there's been over a million transactions as well with counterparty. Sure, sure, including like, like, uh, like general, a couple yeah, of months sure. ago. Um, yeah. But what's interesting about it is like you got to think um, exchanges. This is the other thing I tell noobs is like they're like, hey, like do I just buy it with counterparty? And I'm like, yes, but because they don't really get that the hard part is like managing private keys. Right. So I'm like, right. yes, buy it with Coinbase, but also like understand exchange risk. Yeah. Well, so a decentralized exchange, there is no exchange risk. Right. There's only Bitcoin because, fees, which are well, probably about, lower I mean, than exchange risk. Exactly, and 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 what I want to point out <clears throat> to. Again, I have no idea, you know, who the 12 people will be that might even listen to this, all right? And I don't know what they remember in, in, in the way of, you know, uh, you know, uh, Mount Gox or this or that and whatever. What I'm saying is there have been various exchanges like, like uh, what, was it Cripsy? Is that the right name of the one who just, like, popped mm-hmm. and disappeared and ran to China mm-hmm. and all that? But so, so the bottom line is you have had in the past and probably in the future a number of different exchanges where people will go ahead and put their value, whatever that is, you know, whatever kind of tokens or what have you, and they put it on an exchange, and they're ready to trade for something at, at a moment's notice, right? But what they don't really think about is that you're you're basing your trust on, on the goodwill of whoever is running that shit, and inevitably they all say, "Oh, sorry, we've been hacked," you know, or they just do an exit scam, and so there's a, there's all of that exchange risk risk you yeah, know that you're talking about deal. <laughs> a lot. I mean, and, 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 and I don't bring it up idly. I think I think you've seen too, like people that are listening probably don't listen, but um. There's people who um, use Counterparty to trade these meta tokens that 
or have issue, take issue or umbrage or concern with these fees. Um, but these fees are like that's the, the that's the cost of doing business on the premium global blockchain. That and, and, and honestly, that quote of premium global blockchain, that's a like Nick mm-hmm. Vivo term, which I like love nice. a lot. <laughs> nice. That's, that's a nice like term, Bitcoin's, though. Bitcoin's like the only premium global blockchain. <laughs> well, what it also means is this. If, if, for example, if there, uh, you know, I hate to use the example entirely, but what happened in the case of Ethereum and this thing that they created, which was the the DAO, where a bunch of people pumped, a, like, I don't know, was it a couple hundred million dollars or so <laughs> into that DAO contract, that quote-unquote smart contract that wasn't very smart. And they put in all of that money, <laughs> and then some bad shit happened. And then they were able to arbitrarily make a decision to roll back time. You know, it's like that, uh, you know, they, they rolled back in, in a way the their blockchain to, uh, you know, just change history and, and rewrite history so that the people who, you know, were lost money because they were involved in a stupid thing. Well, the parody... Um hackathon burn was like 160 million too i think there was about the yeah. that the dow was as well in u.s dollars at the time um but like right. Santi, let me ask you a question um 160 million dollars just got stolen in bitcoin um are we hard forking nope nope <laughs> i mean hey, Dante, it doesn't work hey, Dante, 100 120,000 bitcoins just got hacked are we hard forking nope Nope. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If if that happened where there's an exchange where people trusted that exchange and they put their money into it, just like they trusted that DAO contract, to me, that's very analogous to having trusted some centralized exchange, right? And if you put your money into that exchange, and that exchange blew up and they did an exit, exit scan or their security was bad or somebody hacked the, the email of, uh, you know, the, the pre- remember what happened with Bitpay? Um, mm, I don't remember how much they... It was, <coughs> like, it was like 1,000, 5,000. 5, I think it was 1.7 million, right? So yeah. somebody hacked the email of the CFO and then no, they didn't hack any email. No, Dante, Dante, Dante. They didn't hack yeah. any emails. They literally just emailed them and they were like, hey, like, I need, like, I just need, like, a thousand Bitcoin right now, bro. And he was like, yup. Well, they just spoofed. Are you saying they spoofed the address? I don't know. They may not even have it. They may not have even spoofed the address. It might have just been, like, you know, like, coin paste. Coinbase.net. <laughs> I need a hundred thousand bitcoins. Send it. <laughs> but what, what I'm saying is that that particular exchange did some really stupid shit. They made bad decisions. Either their opsec was bad, or oh yeah, if who you knows? Know, underlying right? that, that that exchange risk exists. That there's there's 
lots of stories in, in Bitcoin and crypto land for that. Like, there's exactly. no shortage of that. It's just that people expect so, c- people that come in expect that things that are going to work as they say, <laughs> and they don't. Right. So, 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 some amount of money was stolen, and it, and it could have been, you know, whatever. I don't know what, whatever the amount was, one point seven million. It could have just as easily been a hundred times more, but in either case, you know, the honey badger doesn't give a shit. It, 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 it's not going to turn around and roll back anything because somebody did some stupid shit. You did stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, you're think... bad, and that's it. That's how Bitcoin works versus Ethereum or some of these other things. I mean, yeah. it's a big deal. I think what I, I I hear you, and I think what I want to focus on now as like sort of like an end cap, and yeah, you know, obviously it doesn't have to be an end cap um, because that's how Bitcoin works. But um, I'm thinking about it, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, okay, cryptocurrency counterparty, how does this all fit in? Um, and what's crazy is that right now. And counterparty, which no one's paying attention to. Right. Um, people are very interested in like Pepe Cash and memes and like Andy Warhol art, whatever that means. Uh-huh. <laughs> and sort of like memetics, whatever that means. And right. they have this thing called Counterparty, which is a protocol, which they existed since 2014 on a premium yeah. global blockchain called Bitcoin. And it does right. the financial things like exchanging value on an exchange, you know, it has a decentralized exchange, it has derivatives, it has all these beautiful features that, that make so much sense conceptually to these finance people which are finally showing up. And it's like, <laughs> it's like this is a moment that we should push this technology because for me, um, I, I think counterparty is cool. It's how we got into sort of like thinking more about Bitcoin. Um, but I've been thinking conceptually a lot about sidechains. Do you know what sidechains are, Dante? Yeah, I do. I do. I've read the white paper a long time ago. But mm-hmm. I mean, we can. Uh, we can. We, but, but by the way, just as an end cap or a middle cap or whatever, um, I, I do like the idea of sticking with. Um, the discussion about counterparty because not enough is known, right, by a lot of people. And they're in, they're excited about the price of Bitcoin, and then they're not sure why they are, but they're just, they want to be into something. But the counterparty story is probably the single most sexy story in all of this space. And it's just that it's not being hyped up. It's not being hyped. It's just not a hype yeah, kind of a project. It's like this financial like motherfucker on the scene for years with experience with no fucking lost, lost like, you know, it's getting hacked on their multi-sigs, you know, all this stuff. It, it's amazing. It's crazy. I, but, you know, I, I've not been upset, frankly, that the thing has not become super hype, mainly uh, because of the fact that it's it, just like, okay, when in the early days of Bitcoin, nobody was around to mess with it, right? 
and it grew mm-hmm. and it did its thing and it, it, it gained its sea legs and it got better and better and stronger and whatever. And it took some time and uh, a lot of people just didn't know what it was. They never heard of it. So Counterparty is very similar. It's been growing and getting better and getting more mature and improvements have been made. I mean, it's been growing very, very, I guess I want to say uh, conservatively in the same manner that Bitcoin has been very careful about all the moves that they've made. And they haven't been, you, you get what I mean. So mm-hmm. it's the same no, way. I'm with you. I'm with you. It'll get discovered. Yeah. I'm with you. I think that's an interesting perspective. Um, it is kind of like oddly weird, contradictory to big to counterparty's benefit that it's kind of under the radar. Um, I just want yeah. to tie in again side chains because I think it matters. Like, because mm-hmm. I've thought about like how could you do a counterparty side chain? Um, there's actually this thing called Elements Alpha, which is like a blockchain product, which is a federated side chain that does asset issuance. But you right. know what? I've been looking at side chains pretty closely and conservatively. That's like a that's got to be a two, three, four, five, six-year project, conservatively. <laughs> okay. And like, okay. And like, never, never is an option. And as we know, like, one year in crypto is like a decade. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's so like counterparty is good now. Counterparty is right. good now. Bitcoin's in front of the finance people now. The real deal finance people now. Um, CMEs, futures traders. And counterparty does things that they understand. <laughs> well, you know, a, a, a really good example, all right, for for somebody who's like not deep diving at the counterparty, um, I can bring up one guy, and, and you can either leverage this analogy or not. But the guy from Overstock, Patrick Byrne. Yeah, uh, I remember him. His, yeah, yeah. yeah. But his, the thing that got him all excited about Counterparty is not necessarily negated because of the fact that he went down like some other, like, you know, rabbit holes, right? What, what he saw, just, which might give somebody an under, a better understanding, he said, so wait a minute. <laughs> um, I am in control of all of the shares of stock of Overstock. I'm the CEO, and I am in control of that. So a lot of that stock is typically generated in such a way where uh, it, 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 it's a little bit like um, they issue the shares and it's all done electronically, but it could easily be fractional. Like you don't really know whether all of the shares, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily one-to-one. Right. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. not to go like too far down that road, but he was referring to the fact that some stock that's issued, there might be a percentage of that stock that has a different characteristic, and it might be like a bearer bond type of a stock. So, if you own this certificate and you have it in your hand, you could trade that like a bearer bond. And it's not just something in a digital, you know, uh, database that you're looking at. And I own this many shares. So he, his vision was that 
if let's say whatever number of shares of stock that they own, if all of their stock was a, 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 a digital uh, token that cannot be counterfeited, that is absolutely 100% a real thing that can be traded, and you can trade those to other people one on one, you know, like peer to peer. Sure. So he became excited about counterparty because he could own a an asset, unique asset name called Overstock, and then he could say, well, Overstock has a number of shares that are issued of, uh, I have no idea, or, you know, 2 billion shares. I don't know. I'm just pulling that number out of the air. Well, you could just as easily say, well, I am going to issue – Two billion and lock lock that number in where no more can be created. You know, uh, two mm-hmm. two two billion uh, overstock tokens that can be given to those particular shareholders. So instead of holding some number that's sitting in your uh, you know uh, e-trade account that shows how many shares that you own, you would actually have in your wallet, a bunch of overstock tokens that represent mm. those shares of stock. And that was his whole concept behind it. And that's a great way of looking at what counterparty can do. And I, I, even though he went down a bunch of other rabbit holes, I, I think it's a really great way to look at one of the possible use cases of counterparty and why would the financial yeah. industry possibly become excited about it? What, what do you think about that? I think I'm just pissed off that ICOs happened on Ethereum and not on a counterparty. <laughs> I just think that yeah. um, counterparty does tokens well. It's done token well, to- tokens well all along. I think everyone got distracted by smart contracts as a thing that matter. And then we reverted very quickly back to tokens as being the only thing that anyone cares about. Um, and Dante, um, we, we kind of started this call spur of a moment. I wanted to, um, here's what I want to do. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to issue you 80,000 show tokens. Okay. You have them now. You have them. Okay. You're being hypothetical. Should we end this phone call or should we continue the phone call? Right now, I would like to continue because we're in the mindset. But if you have to go, we can, you know, we can wrap it up and, and re. Okay, Dante. Resume. But I'm good. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm want, good to I want go. You to, I want you to. I want you to take your tokens and I want you to cast your democratic vote live on air, what do you say? Okay. I'm not sure what you're asking me. So did you send them to me literally, like to one of my I addresses? Did. I did. I literally sent them to you. Your options are to continue the call or to end the call. How do you vote? I vote to continue the call. Okay, Dante. Bad news for you is I actually have issued myself a trillion show tokens, and I vote End the call. (laughs) And what we've experienced here is P 
true democracy. We've voted. We've ex- the community promise is upheld because we have voted and used governance. We have applied governance to this phone call, which is early in the morning, not drunk, very sober, and very timid and calm and educated. But we're ending it. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, when you say, um, you know, when you say totally sober and not drunk, you, you, of course you're speaking for yourself, right? I have trillions of show tokens, Dante. I do not need you to question whether or not I mean what I mean. Okay. Well, that's getting a little esoteric. I have trillions <laughs> of show tokens, Dante. I do not deserve this treatment. I do not need you to call me names on this show where I have trillions of show tokens. Well, can I call the trillions of show tokens something else? Can I call them like S tokens? You son of a bitch. Or are you going to get, are you gonna get you triggered? Little, you little motherfucker. I am going to end this phone call. I have Token. trillions of show tokens. I told you. I, I told you. I, I want to call them. I, I want to call them stokens. I mean, if I called you honky, you wouldn't like if I called you honky, would you? Dude, are you holding up your middle finger at me right now? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> because, you know, okay, because I, I'm going to have to turn you into a meme, bro. I, I have resetted the show token asset. Um, I believe we're at zero issuance now. Um, if you just recalled them? I did. I recalled them. I think that's a very important feature. Um, I recalled all the <laughs> issuance of this asset. And I Dude, think that I, means the, the vote is null. Null and void. I, I just want to say, one of my favorite things to talk about, for real, for like a long time, is really talking about counterparty. I mean, you, you know like the commercial they had the guy where I love this thing so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's an electric shaver. I love this electric shaver so much. I bought the company. But, so it's like, well, I love Counterparty so much that I don't have any idea what it really matters. But I, I became a, a member of the blah, blah, you know, the foundation, you know? Counterpart uh, is, is real cool. I think I think it's the predecessor. I think I think it precedes side chains. I think that Counterpart is worth, as we speak, sixty million dollars. I think Pepe Cash, which is using Counterparty asset tokens, is worth seventy million dollars. I think it's this hilarious, underlooked thing that you can talk about and should talk about and think about. And it's not like a pamp. It's like, look, dude, like. No it's not a pimp. I, mean, no I don't even give a shit. I don't give a shit. Thing. I don't care. And and but the thing of it is, I I I really, I really got excited about the potential uses of the internet before the web came about. I was like crazy about it. We we had like FTP. Oh my God! You can send your, you know. Instead of using FedEx, you can send a giant document using FTP to whoever. You know, I, I get excited about all. I've heard it. I, but I've FTP heard it is a level. Oh, oh. FTP is a level that 
millions and billions of people have never even approached. I know. FTP's next it's level, amazing. <laughs> it's next level, like, for the last umpteen years, right? But mm-hmm. I'm excited. I was excited about all of those things. And the web came along, and it was kind of like gravy. You know, it was like a bonus. Um, so I, I guess I, I equate a lot of this stuff that we're looking at here, including Bitcoin, including counterparty. I just see all of these things as deja vu all over again. It, it's so similar to me. All right. It's a, it's a replay. But counterparty is exciting to me, and it's never, uh, it's never stopped being exciting to me. And I really, you know, it's not exciting to me because, you know, all of the hype is around it, because I really don't give a shit. I, I, I see what I see. I, I see what this can do. I see where you don't have the bullshit involved like you had with Ethereum who rushed something out the door because their burn rate was so bad. And I think they were, their office was moved to the, like, you know, the, the, the second floor of a pizza place or something. Yeah. Never <laughs> has anyone ever been more saved by the scandal teeth than Ethereum. No, absolutely. Because they were done. And the only and, thing that they I, could do. You know what's funny, Dante? The reason I know, I know Ethereum was done is that like we were talking to Vitalik in like a Skype chat, a, the XCP mm-hmm. Skype chat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. It was like, yo, Vitalik, are you out of money? And he'd be like, yeah. Oh, they were done. Hey, they you were had done. enough time. You had enough time and interest to be in the Skype counterparty chat, which is like a legendary in my mind at this point, but like hilarious at the same time. There's only like oh, 300 people that can appreciate it. You know, a, a, well, you know, those people know who they are. They were there. You can't recreate that history. It was pretty amazing, dude. It, it really was. And I, I, I think, frankly, somewhere along the line, people are going to, like, get their heads around what kind of – you know, they're going to be so blown away when they go – when they realize what counterparty can do and and how much more legitimate it is than all of this like ERC twenty bullshit. I mean, mm-hmm. this no, Ethereum thing is it, such bullshit. To me, I think in my humble I, opinion, I I agree with you ninety five percent. I do want to bring up. I think what happened with Tether and Omni is very important to think about, and how um, Tether basically forced a hard fork for Omni by going straight to the exchanges, but I also want to, on the bright side, remind people that Tether is like this hundred, multi-hundred million dollar size project. Um, so right. Meta tokens have their own issue because they don't—they're not blockchains. They don't have their own proof of work, um, but they do have benefits. And there may be a issue of chain weight at a certain degree, but it's almost like a scalability issue, like. Um, were secured to a certain degree until that well, degree gets improved. We we touched. Do you have a a couple of minutes, or are you hitting a hard curfew? Oh, Dante, I voted um, unanimously against you in the blockchain oh. vote before. Right. Um, I don't know if you remember that, like, but we can check the blockchain. Like, are you even 
listening, bro? Well, I, I don't even know if my vote counted. It did, <laughs> yeah, but I, I just had no I don't even know. But but how do we know? Because we, we don't know what my actual issuance was, unless you're referring to the fact that the show tokens are a counterparty token that you own the unique asset name, therefore you're in control of all of the issuance, and no, you might not. know. You, you no, might have the more case I'm in control. You know, it's yeah. the case okay. I'm in control. Well, it's like SkyMiles works that way, right? So, sure. I mean, I, I could have so many SkyMiles, and then, you know, the SkyMiles company, you know, that controls it can say, well, you know, we just, we're going to, like, do, you know, we're going to do QE2, QE3. You know, we're going to issue a whole bunch more SkyMiles, and now you've been diluted. So there Dante, is that. Dante, Dante, Dante. I think in an hour and a half, we've put down and covered more ground than most podcasts these days do. I think we've covered more than just price. Price is like such so much on people's minds. I think we've covered more than whether or not like it's worthwhile eating just meat. Like what a stupid thing to even be meaning. Um, I think we've covered more than whether or not like well here's where I agree whether or not like cryptocurrencies are simply memes. Memes like that's like the stupidest idea I've heard of recently. Um, Haven't covered it in an hour and a half. We're good. Here, here's what I would agree with, okay? As, as much as I would prefer to continue to uh, have my discussion with you as long as possible until we have started to uh, lose our, you know, uh, grasp on consciousness, you know? It's like I like the, the, this stream of consciousness. <laughs> whatever that is. Well, we, okay. we can we can we can renegotiate we can renegotiate the conditions of your surrender on a different phone call. Right, and the other thing is this: I, we never reached consensus on which token we were going to use to determine whatever your the outcome that you were looking to determine. Nope, I don't think that's what the SoundCloud chain will show. We will okay. we'll see. So in the meantime, I think we, we, we did cover a lot, and uh, maybe no one out there will even care to listen to this the first time around. So may or may not be interested in hearing a, uh, any kind of a sequel. Uh, well, Dante, why don't, why don't you plug what you do? Plug what I do? Oh, so I, I don't know. I thought I had mentioned that I... I'm not plugging what I do, but I hope I did this full disclosure to say that I actually uh, am one of those uh, counterparty foundation members. But but my that that really has nothing to do with my sincere interest counterparty that I've had since early 2014. So I have nothing else to plug. Oh, well, I can only plug. The, the other show that I do uh, with, uh, on Jensen's world. Your voice changed quite like dramatically, Dante. Hold on, hold on. Dante, I think maybe your battery died. Sorry, I, I, I had a technical difficulty. I have to get hmm. rid of my uh, ear my earbuds. You can try again if you like. Oh, try I'm sorry. So try again with what now? 
It's just that when whenever the technical difficulty started, it became impossible to hear you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was a technical uh, problem. So the only thing I can plug is the fact that I, uh, I'm i on with Junsess uh, World. You can find us on SoundCloud, or you can find us on bitsonline.com. And uh, I happen to be uh, a big believer in Counterparty, which caused me to you want to get a little bit more involved, so I am one of those uh, foundation uh, members. So other than that, I do my own thing. I have nothing else that I care to plug because uh, I'm not a plugger. <laughs> Roger that. So uh, do you have anything that you would like to plug? No, I mean, long story short, um, I haven't podcasted in a long time. I'm not interested in giving my constant feedback about what's happening because things are happening so quickly and rapidly that it's like, I mean, I don't, I, I, um, in some ways, I don't envy or I pity the people who try to pass judgment um, on Bitcoin daily or weekly because it's such an insane ride that I can only barely process it. Um, and this right. is like the result. I think this hour and a half is like the result of a lot of that. Yeah, and I and what I do really enjoy, and I have to say that this uh, stream of consciousness thing that we've done, which has been totally impromptu, uh, is a lot of fun. I mean, I really enjoy it. And uh, if anybody cares to hear more of this uh, sort of thing, because, you know, we, we, we do have some common background. We have a lot of simpatico. Uh, we're probably part of the handful of people that are in this space that really, really are tied into the domain uh, world, the domain buying and selling and trading and building and all that. And I, I, I think I think that gives us a little bit of a different perspective than, uh, than, than, than let's say, the majority of people that are in the space. I'm not saying that makes us, you know, rocket scientists or anything, but we do have a perspective that comes from the domainer world. And, and, and part of that is, you know, there's all, there's all of these cycles that the, the market in domains have gone through. I mean, I've been watching those cycles happen since, you know, the very mid 1990s. And, you know, think about pets.com and everything was dead. Yeah. And, I agree. You know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities. Uh, well, you could you could just think about like um, people always discount domain knowledge. I've I've been written off often as like a domainer, but um, right. you know, think about your you're email. A squatter. Your, you're a squatter. Your, your email your email contains a domain. Every single link you ever click contains a domain. Every website is a domain. Like domains are this huge infrastructure that exists. And it was successful. And there's a fucking reason 
that like the internet works and you can try to contest it, but like the history is the history. (laughs) Do you you have any idea, by the way, off the top of your head, how how many dot-coms exist out there? I'm going to quote a number that I believe is beyond just dot-com, but I think it's like something like 300 million domain names. Okay. So, so now let me ask you. And they expire every year. That's an important fact too. Right. And, And, and so the big, big, big value in the domain aftermarket, right, is pri- almost exclusively primarily in .coms, although there oh, are sure. other extensions, right? No, it's mostly .com. It's mostly short .coms. It's like one-letter, right. two-letter, three-letter, four-letter. They're getting to the point where they're treating them. They're calling them chips. They're treating them a lot like um, well, chips fungible are, uh, names. Um, chips stand for Chinese premium. Domain, right? <laughs> no, I just want to say, I wanted to tell people what chips mean, yeah. right? Well, they also just, I mean, chips and also you just kind of like stack them up and you're like, oh, this fourletter.com is like 2000 and that's 2000 Yeah, that's yeah. 2000. They have um, like a, like a value, like a, without even looking at what they are. Well, there's, a, there's this guy that's great. He's um, Andrew Redberry, I believe his name is, or Andrew something. And he, he just tweeted, I retweeted it, but, um, he exited his part of his Bitcoin position, and he bought Yellow.com. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, and it's and if people can't appreciate that uh, that are listening, um, go and try to buy Blue.com, Purple.com, you know, Green.com. Go try and buy them <laughs> and see what the prices are. <laughs> go try to buy. Go try to buy Square. Listen to this. Try to buy Square.com. Or circle.com. What do you think of that? Yeah. But, people, but, so here's where I'm funny. going. Here's so people I'm are going. buying, like, block stack names because, like, that'll be the next thing. <laughs> right. But here, here's where I'm kind of headed with this, right? So you have that situation, and we know the value of some of the better .com names are huge. Many of them have sold for 10 20, 30, 50 million dollars. And, and most people, when they hear that, they're just like, what? And that, that, can't, that can't be the case, right? But I'm not saying that they're all in that price range. I mean, you can still buy like certain domains.coms like really cheap for like 100,000. <laughs> you know, I'm making a point though. The, the other names that are out there, you have .biz, you have .org, you have .net. And then you get into the other shit coin, or I'm sorry, shit domain extensions. You have like, now you have a couple of thousand other extensions that are out there. That, there are too many to even remember, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the, the point is, all of those alternative extension domain names are very similar to kind of like the shit coins. Now, there are some that are like not terrible you, you might get into like a dot io which is similar to like having litecoin you see what i mean <laughs> like okay they're, they're you know yeah you could use them but you know or you could go and get into like some of these other old coins and that's what the alternative domain extensions are like i mean that's exactly how it lines up so you have dot com which is bitcoin and then you have everything else, 
that is some other variant of a shit coin. Or, I'm sorry. Sure. All you have .net.org that people know about, which might be Litecoin, which might be Ethereum. But the fact right. is, like, you know, I brought up earlier, way, 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 way earlier in this call, that um, Bitcoin has, like, hundreds of pull requests right now, and Litecoin has four. Right. Right. And this really like matters. The, the, the development matters, and... Um, People people want to discuss the development, and I agree to some degree that, like, developers should listen to investors. I agree with that. But um, I also think that, like, we see this, it's a funny world, Bitcoin, because um, developers are also investors. <laughs> this is a weird – this is a tangent, um, Dante, but, like, think about the developers of Bitcoin. Um, don't you think the people that have been involved for a while, like, are probably, like, also Bitcoin investors? They're investors in any way you cut it. So let's say they never put a dime in. They have invested their mind share. They've invested their effort. They've invested their life, their time. I mean, there are people that are really all in, even if they haven't invested any money. Yeah, they, I agree they that's have investing. Um, I, I also think that a lot of the Bitcoin developers aren't, aren't necessarily like invested in the actual token itself. Um, and this is a funny thing because in a way like those, and I, I think I see this in, and this is maybe a whole different discussion, but I, I meet Bitcoin developers um, and they exhibit the sort of paranoia that like um, wealth brings, like having like money that's like outside of a bank brings like a certain level of paranoia. <laughs> I, I see that exhibited in um, these developers. Um, it's interesting. But I do. Dante, I need to end this call. I need, it. I need to. Yes. You know what? I voted. I voted. I voted hours ago. Well, this call is actually sucking pretty bad because we had, we had no notes. We had no direction. We had no idea what we were going to talk about. I mean, it's just horrible. It's awful. It's terrible. And uh, but you know what I love it, and I uh, hope we uh, <laughs> I hope we uh, hope we do this continue it uh, you know we continue this you know it, oh, don't hold your breath Dante the last time I did this was a year ago I, I I know so I mean maybe we'll do let's call this episode uh, that we just did we'll call it episode zero and uh, you know of this uh, new series of whatever the hell we're doing but mm. no it's all good it's all good it's a it's a it's a declaration that i don't accept i abstain from that vote but i will end the call um, okay well let's end the call uh saint catherine you have my consensus pray for not, us saint catherine <laughs> please please pray for us please. because we need, please. We, we, we need all those prayers and uh, what else do we say? I forget what you say at the end of that, but, you know, peace out. It's all good. <laughs> and uh, Hoddle, but say, don't hoddle say, too hard. <laughs> no, say, hoddle, but just don't squeeze it too hard. Uh, hey, stay, stay, on, stay on the call. We're going to end the call right now. You folks can go. But say good night to you all. And uh, Dan and I are going to continue off the record for a couple minutes.
Yeah. So thank um, you, St. Catherine. Uh, just keep looking out pray, for us. Just, just, just pray for us. Just pray. All right. Thanks, yeah, Dante. That's all we good. Have. Oh, my God.